Hello, welcome to Anti Football Podcast. My name is Chris. As always, I'm joined by Harry, um, and we have so much to get through. I mean, I know we're saying that almost every episode, uh, and we almost every episode until the end of the season, but we have so much to get through. We've got the Man City ruling and 22 matches to get through, so we might as well just get straight into it. Um, I mean, we'll start off. We might as well start off with the Man City ruling. Um, Man City, if you haven't been aware of this, um, they were banned from the Champions League for two years, um, but that's been overturned um, by UEFA, the ban. And uh, afterwards, the Man City chairman had a meeting, and I say that with quotation marks, with um, the head of UEFA. So we all know what's happening there. Um, what, what have you made of this whole messy situation, Harry? Bullshit. Complete bullshit. So we get punished for something on FIFA's end, but City get away with essentially cheating. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, £700 million pounds net spend in the past five years. £700 million. Yeah, that's fine. That is ridiculous. Are you telling me they haven't broken FFP with that? And also, they disguised a, quote, sponsorship with a... Oh, uh, yeah, got about that. Yeah. yeah. It was basically just their chairman giving them money, but making it sound out like it was a legit sponsorship. Yeah. Oh, definitely some dodgy, dodgy... Sh- I mean, FFP's basically dead now, isn't it? <laughs> like, I mean, you know, it, it was meant to stop the big clubs from running away with stuff but now it seems like it's more and more about making sure the little club don't break in to the big you know to the big six and spoil the party you know making sure that the likes of Leicester and Sheffield United making sure they know their place yeah, you say that but it's not Sheffield United and Wolves getting hit with it it is the likes of Chelsea Barca Atleti City well so I don't think that's the case at all well you say you're saying stuff like that but you know, I, who was it? Was it like was it the CAS? Is that what it's called? Who the third yeah, party? Court of Arbitration of Sport. Yeah, they've overturned seven cases in the past three years. You know, Man City, Galatasaray, Benfica, Porto, CSKA Moscow, Zenit, and I can't remember the other one. Um, but they've turned over seven in the past three years. Are you telling me that there's? Not some dodgy stuff going on, you know. Do you have if Bar- Barca got hit with it? Yeah, but you know, there's obviously they're not going to overturn every single one because some of them are just indefensible. Uh, what punishment did Barca get? I can't remember. It was a season long um, transfer ban. Oh, and right. when they signed Arda Turan, they couldn't pay him until a certain period. Mm. Anyway, because they sold him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know. It, it does feel like, you know... Because if you're not going to punish, you know, the likes of Man City, I feel like this is going to be the start of a trend um, where we're going to just basically see... But, well, I mean, it's obviously more and more money being spent. Um, and, you know, you can it, you can hit clubs like um, Bolton with FFP all you want. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, that that's Bolton not what FFP is meant to be for. Do you know what I mean? Did Bolton get hit with FFP? Yeah, that was um, like a year before they went into administration. They got it with FFP. Because that was basically like the final. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. 
So that was when they were like back, back in championship. Wait, because there were rumours of like a Rangers style relegation where they go like down to League Two and stuff. Okay. Was it which club was it they got liquefied? Was it Bury? Was it Bury? Uh, Bury, yeah, Bury's um, no longer a club. It's the ninety-one now. Um, the you know, between that, the whole Bolton situation, whatever the fuck's going on with Wigan right now. I mean, that there's is loads bullshit. Of, yeah, I mean, there's loads of conspiracies going around about you know the owner owning loads of casinos, and in one of those casinos there was a ten thousand dollar bet on Wigan to get relegated. Like, you know, so. Mm. There's obviously somewhat dodgy going on, right? But the thing is, the owners should have never passed the fit and proper. Right? Do you think they that they give like a bit of money to EFL to look the other way? I mean, I won't be surprised. I mean, the chairman of the EFL even came out and said that they knew about the whole gambling situation before they passed him in that test. They knew about it, you know. Like, it's absolutely fucked. Like, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not too much to say in terms of the Man City um, controversy. I mean, we both agree that it's bollocks. Um, so yeah, we might we might as well just catch this week because you know that'll be more positive. We talk about actual instead of fucking diplomacy. Um, and so to start off with, we'll start with a exciting nil nil draw. Um, Bournemouth and Spurs. What were your thoughts? Meh. Just, I mean, I don't think there's much to report. I think I think this was the first time in the Premier League for Bournemouth that the team against them didn't have a shot on target. Yeah. I think, if I remember rightly, I think the last team to not have a shot on target against was Doncaster, I think. Was that League One? No, that would have been Championship back then. Oh, still a long time ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, they do have an open defence, to be fair. Um, yeah, and Spurs... They had all the ball, but they just didn't do anything with it. Um, yeah, that's been the case a few times this Bournemouth. Yeah, I mean, oh, at least they did show something in this game, Bournemouth. You know, I mean, there's been plenty of instances. I mean, the Newcastle game especially comes to mind where, um, you know, they didn't show anything, basically. Um, it was just, you know, embarrassing, to be honest with you. But they actually showed a bit of fight. They showed like they wanted to division. Um and I mean, to be honest with you, I think Callum Wilson's goal was ruled out incorrectly. Um, I don't think that... Was, was it a foul? I think it was a foul. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, it was just... It, you no, know, it should not have been ruled out. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, th- that's the thing. At least they're showing fight. I mean, Bournemouth, they are three points off of safety with two games to go. Um, but both West Ham and Watford play each other tonight. So you'd think, you know, whoever wins that is safe. Um, but yeah, I think it's probably a little bit too little too late for Bournemouth. I mean, it's all right pulling out a performance like this against um, Spurs and then picking up results against Leicester and then being valiant against Man City, you know. But when you're losing to the teams around you. You're losing to Norwich, you're losing to Watford, you're losing to West Ham, you're losing to Brighton. You know, you can't afford to do that. No. There's six. Yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, um I mean we'll we'll talk more about those games in depth later, but um they are actually showing something Bournemouth, but it's just a little bit too late, really. Yeah. Anyway, um we'll move on to Everton and Southampton. Um 
Yeah, it, a draw was probably a fair result, I'd say. Um, I mean, Everton and Southampton, they don't really have all to play for, either of them. I mean, neither of them are getting to Europe, and neither of them are going down. So, you know, it, I, you know it's just not what I say, really. It's a mid-table clash. Um, I, it's not even a battle for top half, because they're both five points off of Burnley and Tent. Bizarre goal from uh, King. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know whether you'd say that was a skill, how he got the ball past Pickford, or a complete accident. Uh, to be honest with you, I do think it. Um, uh, thingy, um, I think Armstrong scuffed it, and then you know, because uh, Danny isn't exactly the kind of person to dribble past three defenders. Is is a poacher, um, you know, Gary Lineker, fox in the box type. Um, and yeah, I mean, but you know, they all count. Do you know what I mean? Like. Uh, mm. You got to be in the right position at the right time, uh, and Ings was, and I mean, that's what uh, this wasn't. But he's on twenty goals. This like what a season he's having, Danny. Ings. Yeah, just I don't know whether he's gonna stay or some clubs gonna from a higher position is gonna snap him up. Um, uh, to be honest with you, I can't see him moving. Um, I know he's from down south, Ings. Um, and you know, when you think about. The clubs that could go in for him. I don't think a top six club would go in for him purely for the fact that, you know, what? 30 now, isn't he? 29 ish? 28. 28? Oh, right. It's younger than I thought. But still, you know, I can't see any big six or, you know, the likes of Wolves or Leicester going in for him. Um, And when you think about who else could he go to, you know, Everton, uh, West Ham, maybe, you know, they're not really stepped. They're not really a step up for him. So, to be honest with you, I think he'll probably be staying at Southampton, which is good for Southampton because without Danny Ings' goal, uh, they'd definitely be down there. Uh, maybe not um, in danger like Villa and Bournemouth, but, you know, they'd probably be on similar amount of points to Brighton, West Ham. Uh, well, Ings makes up a large percentage of their goals. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think I think it's what, what like... 40% of all their goals were scored by Danny Ings in the league or something like that. Right. I can get the stat up. Yeah. Okay. 43%. That That is just like... Yeah, I mean, that is just mad. Like, the, that's the one thing that Southampton have to do in this transfer window is keep hold of Danny Ings. Like, that's the most important thing. Because, I mean, I know um, the past couple of games, Che Adams has looked all right. Um, and Shane Long is fine, you know, he's not a bad striker, um, and Redmond can play up front, but he's more of a winger, um, so really, you know, they're reliant on Danny Ng, so, you know, they definitely need to keep hold of him. Mm, I'd build a team around him personally. Mm, yeah, yeah, I mean, how how can you not? I mean, he's a 20-goal-a-season striker playing for a team who's 12th. Like, how can you not build the team? That's not like they don't have the money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I can't, I won't be able to get the, oh, sorry, I won't be able to say the exact stats off the top of my head, but, you know, I can't imagine Southampton's net spend being too much. Um, no, no, so they've made a lot of money. Exactly, yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, you know, I'd, I'd say out of all the clubs, because there will be some clubs really harshly hit by, um, this coronavirus pandemic. Um, but I can't imagine Southampton being 
too badly affected because um, they're definitely in a strong financial um, with all the player sales income. Yeah. And then the Everton score award. Charleston won it. Oh, yeah, that was a good goal. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of Richarlison. I know um, some people aren't really too keen on him. Um, and, I mean, 50 million was definitely too much um, from Watford. Um, but, no, I think he's a good little striker, Richarlison. He's got a good partnership with Calvert-Lewin from. Um, and, yeah, you know, I, I really like him. It, it's just, you know, that midfield of Everton. They've got a, they've got a good little defence, you know, Mina and Keane, yeah, they're not top quality centre halves, but for where Everton are and where they want to be, which is you know pushing seventh, you know maybe even sixth, you know they're probably good enough. They've got the likes of Sidibe and Dinier, who they're really good. I rate them both, and they've got they've got two like really good strikers. It's just that midfield, you know. I, I like Andre Gomez, but he's not been the same player since his return from. Um, and Bernard's really hit and miss. Um, but besides that, I can't think of any of the midfielders who are at the quality of where Everton wants to be. You know, the likes of Sigurdsson, the likes of Iwobi, the likes of Davy. You know, yeah. Well, no, he went to Palace, didn't he? Did he? No, that... it might have been a loan move, but he definitely went to Palace for Carthage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, they're just not. It's just that midfield because. The spine of the team is most important. You need a solid core at the centre of the park. And, you know, Tom Davis isn't going to be that for you. That Anthony Gordon. He's looking all right, yeah. I mean, um, any youngster who gets consistent Premier League game time, you know, they're going to show improvements. Um, You know, it's obviously a good thing getting regular game time at, you know, the highest league level. Um... And yeah, I mean, what is he? Is he 19, is he? Yeah, 19. Yeah, 19. So, you know, he's got a good 15 years ahead of him. So, um, yeah, it's just all about improving. Anyway, um, we move on to Villa and Man U. Um, yeah. I mean, there's one main talking point. Was it a penalty? No, of course it was. I don't even know why I had to ask. I mean, I mean, Fernandez literally stamped on... Who was it? Was it Concert? Yes. Yeah. He literally stamps on concert, goes down and gets the penalty. Like, you know, I know the whole thing is, oh, you know, Man U always get penalties, they always get the VAR, this is conspiracy going on. There's obviously not a con- But they are really fucking lucky when they shouldn't be. Like, it's ridiculous. How can you give that as a penalty for Man United? You know, if that was in the other box, I'd be saying it was a penalty for Aston Villa. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a shame because that's taken away from another really good Man United performance. I mean, they're absolutely dominant. Um, I don't think it would have changed. They just might have won by a goal there. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, obviously, Villa were never going to win this match. Um, but it, goal difference could end up being the decider down at the bottom. You know, that one goal could have kept Aston Villa up. Um, and yeah, it was pathetic that. Um, Mason Greenwood, again, another talking point. He's, I mean, mm-hmm. what, what is it? 16, 17 goals in all competitions this season. Like, he's, he's insane youngster. I mean, you know, I know 
people say this about every youth generation of English players, but we really do have so many good English prospects. Like, it's ridiculous how many. Yeah, it's good. Wait, haven't you say yet? Isn't it 17 in all competitions? I can't 15 here. Oh, well, I could be wrong. Um, I thought I heard some. Um, but, yeah, and just something that he's shown is that he doesn't really have a weak foot as well. He can score with his left, he can score with his right, which is an invaluable trait to have as a because it allows you to run down the byline and get a ball in or cut inside and shoot. It's invaluable. Yeah, very good player. Just hope for England's sake he doesn't turn out like Martial where he has a good season. season. Yeah, that's the thing about Martial is he's very... Um, it's very inconsistent. I, I feel like he's, he has finally started to find a bit of a groove, Martial. Um, I mean, you know, I, I think the main thing that I like about this Man Utah is it's consistent. You know, I think five games in a row, they've, they've played the exact same start in 11, and that hasn't happened since Fergie left. I mean, obviously, you know, players will get tired. Eventually, we'll have to rotate them. Um, and obviously, you can't help. But... You know, you need a consistent first eleven. You need that. Um, and the fact that Man United finally have it, you know, you know that's invaluable. Um, I mean, it is uh, top four is still a possibility, um, but it's not in Manu's hands anymore. Um, I, I feel like that game against Leicester will be in mad lot. Because, I mean, we'll talk about less in a bit. But, yeah, like, do you think they get top four, Harry? No. No, are no. you saying that Manu miss out? Um, yeah, I think final day will be like, probably a new one. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're hyping it up, but it will. Yeah. It will. Probably. Um, but, yeah, have you all else to... No, I just don't think there's much to add. I don't think the penalty would have changed much, but obviously the principle is it wasn't a penalty. Um, right then, um... We're going to move on to the most mental performance from one player this season. Mm. Like, I'm sorry, Mikel Antonio scored four past when he doubled, you know, his goals this season in one game. He had four goals before this game. Now he has eight goals this season. Like, what the fuck, Norwich? Like, what a way to go down. Concede <laughs> four against... Uh, mediocre striker. He's always been a wing. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, he probably is best out wide, to be honest, uh, but he has played up front. And, I mean, the thing is about him, he's, he seems a lot like Traore before this season. You know, he's big, he's fast, he's got the raw pace and the raw power, but in terms of technical, in terms of end product, it's just not there. Um, You know, like, there was a chance where he was through one-on-one against Burnley, and he put it wide. You know, he didn't even force Pope to make a save. Um, and so when that when that man is scoring four past you, I think to spend next season in the champion. Um, Norwich, I mean, you know, I have been saying that, oh, they are the worst team. Oh, sorry, they are the best dish bottom. Oh, they can't defend. I know people talk about, oh, they play nice, they're good going forward. They can't defend. When you're in a relegation battle in the Premier League, you need to be able to defend. And if you can't defend, you go down. Simple. Was that... Wait, did you say the, they were the best bottom team? I, I have been saying that, and a lot of people as well. Um, but my eyes have been opened to the fact that that's a lot of bollocks. Just, yeah, I mean, and Norwich are delusional as well. 
like asking for fifty million pounds for Ben Godfrey. Like, do you really think any Premier League club is going to pay fifty million pounds for Ben Godfrey? They must have been doing that to say, you know, oh, he's not for sale. But you know, if yeah. Godfrey wants to move, he's gonna move, and he's gonna move for less than. Yeah, I mean, United paid for Maguire, and well, I know it looks good in hindsight, but at the time, a lot of people questioned it was Van Dyke from Saints to mm. Liverpool. If I may. Yeah, I mean. At the time, that Van Dyke move, well, he was the most expensive defender in the world by some margin. So, you know, you can understand why people were having um, trepidations about that. Um, obviously, you know, in this market, he's been worth it when you're paying 80 million for Maguire. Um, but, you know, at the time, you know, you can't sit here and say, you know, that you thought he was worth 75 million. Um, but, you know, there's a difference between buying the best player in a mid-table Premier League club like Wan-Bissaka and buying a defender who's finished bottom of the league, relegated to the championship and conceded 70 goals for 50 million. You know, I know he's young and all, but, you know, it's, it's almost two a game, you know. Well, no, it's almost three a game, sorry. Like, that, that's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, they're all on cheap wages. Mm. Maybe a club might be persuaded to pay that and keep him low weight. Because I think their highest earn is Pookie. Yeah, I mean, they obviously have a tight um, wage structure in Norwich. I mean, obviously not being the richest club. Um, but, you know, why, 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 I just don't understand how why you would pay £50 million for a defender in a team that's conceded 70 goals. You know, yeah. Um, as for West Ham... Um, they look like they've sort of turned it around, basically. I mean, one more win against Watford, and that's them safe. Um, what about David Moyes, Harry? Would you keep David Moyes on, or um, would no, you be looking... Big stage, and you're on the brink of the championship. David Moyes is... I mean... You, I can't you... remember how much the, like, the move to the Olympic Stadium was, but if they had been playing in the championship next season, that's a lot of money. Well, it wasn't... It was basically for nothing, because um, the taxpayers paid for that stadium. Because it because it was the Olympic Stadium. It was for the Olympics. So yeah. and it was basically going to be disused. So they got it for basically nothing. West Ham. Um, but I mean, you're saying you know you know they need a better manager than David Moyes. But you know they you got to bear in mind the relative scale of where West Ham are. You know they tried bringing in a big name manager. You know who's used to success. They brought in Pellegrini, and what did Pellegrini do? He almost got him relegated. David Moyes has come in and steadied the ship. You know they're a relegation-threatened club, West Ham. At the end of the day, they're three points off of the relegation zone. Um, and a manager like a David is going to come in and he's going to steady the ship. And next season, if they do keep him on, I don't think they'll be in any sort of danger like they have been. There. Obviously, long term, David Moyes isn't. A good choice um but for right now and where west ham are i think david Moyes is a perfectly acceptable candidate for at least next season. how much they've spent a lot of money you'd think they challenge him for europa league not oh yeah mid tables yeah but that was pellegrini's money though you know what i mean like for for where they are as a club which is 16th three points off the relegation they need a manager who's gonna keep them up you know who's gonna steady the ship you know, say you got rid of Moyes, like, and you brought in, I don't know, 
I'm just trying to think of a manager that works. Someone like Enrique or I don't know. Like who was that Bayern manager? What, um, you, who? You no, no, no. The um, oh, what was his name? Well, the recent yeah, a recent one. Um, who Kovac? That's it. Oh, Nico. Co- yeah, exactly. Say you're bringing a big name like them who's managed a big club. You know, you're gonna go down. I'm, I'm not being funny. Like you need someone with experience in a Premier League relegation battle, or you need someone. Who big, you know is a young manager who's you know gonna have hungry and is gonna have control over everything like Dice did like how did before this yeah, um, big, go on sorry Big Sam yeah I mean West Ham <laughs> West Ham treated Sam Allardyce dirty because he got him to like didn't they finish eighth under Big Sam or something like that and they got rid of him because they didn't play the West Ham way what is the West Ham way being shit. Like, the ball over the top. Yeah. Like, play style shouldn't matter when you're a relegation-threatened club. Chris. Hi, Harry's mum. <laughs> so right. you think that Big Sam would be a good... Make sure. yeah, I, think, I think Big Sam would do a good enough job at West Ham because they need someone who's going to steady that ship. Because right now, they are, they are a mess, and they were a mess before Moyes came in. They, need, they just need a season where they're not going to be threatened by any, you know. They need one season where they're just mid-table, you know. Um, like, because then, after that, try and, you know. But for right now, they just need a season where they're in no danger. Yeah. You can't go straight from relegation-threatened club to challenging for Europe. Leicester did it. Yeah, but, you know, that was literally a miracle. 5,000 to one. I can't expect every club to just do what Leicester Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was... The, with Leicester, it was a case of every single player in that squad was at their prime that season. And every single Premier League club who should have been pushing up there had a bad season. Mm. I think it was a case of Leicester did have good scouts, whereas... The players at West Ham side at, signed outside of Suchek. Even Bowen have been fairly disappointing. Well, I think Bowen's all right. I mean, you know, he was by far the ble- the best player in the championship before he left. Um, and, you know, I think he's played all right for West Ham. He's looked good. He's looked lively. Um, but, yeah, the, the scouts have been pretty poor. I mean, paying, you know, Felipe Anderson had one good season in him. Four Niles has been a disappointment. Haller's been shit. Um, you know, like, they've just, they've, you know, they've been very poor in transfer market. Um, and like I say, they just need a season where they're not threatened. By and I think next season, if they had someone like a dip, that could easily happen. Yeah, you've, you've swayed my opinion. Good to hear it. That's what this show's all about, me proving you wrong. Um, well, their last game... If they don't beat Watford, it's Man United, isn't it? Um, no, it's Villa, isn't it? Because Man U plays Leicester. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know, they should be winning that. If they lose those two games, then they deserve to go. Yeah. Um, anyway, are we to move on to... Um, oh, what's the next game after this? Was it Was it Newcastle and Watford? Oh, yeah. Good... Yeah. Two penalties for Dini. Um, A rifle. Yeah. I mean, the hardest shot. Oh, don't be daft. 
Are you seriously telling me Troy Deeney has the hardest shot in the I'd say so. You fucking oh. rifled them. Oh, don't talk. The And B, there was a far better penalty taken, you know, a couple of days ago. No, I'm talking about someone actually just full on pelting. Yeah, look, look at the penalty a couple of days ago from Chris Wood. Nah. Yes. Anyway, um... In terms of this game, though, it was crucial for Watford to win this. Um, there would have been level on points with Bournemouth and Villa had they not won this. Um, and I think it was a good time to play Newcastle because I think those sort of teams, you know, Newcastle, Palace, um, they're on the beach now. They know they're safe. They've nothing to play for. So it's just a case of getting to the end of the season for them. Um, and it was a good time to play Newcastle. Um, still alive, Harry. Yeah. yeah. I'm just watching the hardest ever shot. Ah, oh, right. Recorded. 211 kilometers per hour. Ooh, fuck me. Yeah. Ronnie Heberson, he played for Hertha Berlin. Ah, oh, right. I mean, you talk about a net buster. Jesus Christ. 99 shot power. Yeah. Who the hell is. Who the hell is. Someone has um edited his wiki. He is world-renowned for having mad pings and smashing it top bins on FIFA 12 and 16 with his 99-shot power and dipping long. Who the hell's done this? Uh, surely you can have a look. Surely. Anyway, do that in your off-time. We're recording a podcast here, Harry. All right, all right. All right. Yeah. What did you make of Fabian Scher in midfield? Uh, well, he is, he is um, prone to a goal, isn't he? So, yeah. uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe he suits that rather than centre-back. Where he can go forward a bit more and be a bit of a threat. Yeah, I think he's probably a more defensively solid version of David Luiz, I'd say, where, you know, he's got a really good pass on him. He's got a wicked shot on him. Um, mm. But defensively, that's probably the weakest part of his game. Um, so putting him in midfield alongside someone like a John Joe Shelby, who, yes, can be very lazy, but he's on his day, player. he's a class player. Um, I'd say he's Newcastle's best players. Um, well, when he's playing well, um, but there's a lot of instances where you know you just see him walking back, wandering around. You know, like he is—he is a lazy player. Is Shelby? Shots. Well, he, he is. You know, like the, there's too many instances of him, you know, just being lazy, having no effect on a game, going missing. You know, he's a brilliant player. You know, and if he played like he did when he was on top of his game all the time, you know, the, then he'd be in and around top clubs. But he doesn't, so he's not. He, he was shy at Liverpool. Uh, yeah, but I'd probably he say he's, be- he's better game. now than he was at Liverpool. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know, there's not really too much to say about this game, really. I mean, it was pretty dead, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think... I don't think there'd be too much, you know, up. That was a fair result. Is what I was trying. Yeah, um, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm just wanting to move on to the next game. Um, we've got to Anfield. Um, Liverpool won, Burnley won. Um, oh, what performance by the lads. I mean, we're the first team to take points at Anfield in 18 months, you know, since January 2019. Like, and we were playing with Eric Peters. Phil Bardsley and Kevin Long. Like, how mad is that? Like, oh, brilliant for the lads. Um, yeah. Oh, it was just 
brilliant performance all around. Um, but the man who got the most plaudits post-match um, was one Nick Pope. Um, made some fantastic, um, particularly from Salah and Mane. Um, and yet, just brilliant all round. Um, I mean, our goal probably shouldn't have stood. It wasn't a free kick by any stretch of the means, but because it happened before the drinks break, it stood. Um, but Liverpool should have won this. On a different day, Liverpool would have won this and they would have absolutely spanked us. You know, Mo Salah had about three or four chances where he could have easily put it away and either put it over the bar or put it wide or put it straight at Pope. Um, and yet on another day, if Liverpool weren't on the beach, then they would have easily won this. Right. Um, it feels like Jurgen Klopp is literally the only person at Liverpool who cares at this moment. Um, but yeah, another brilliant performance from us. And with the draw against Wolves as well, that makes us, that gives us one loss in the last 14 games. In 2020, we are third in the Premier League table. Like, that is mad. Considering on New Year's Day, we were in the relegation zone, losing 2 1 to Aston Villa at home. That is just mad. That's it. I'm calling up FFP. <laughs> yeah. 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 Spending 60 million net in the past six years. Oh, that's too much, that. Yeah. Uh. I mean, Man City can spend 700 million. That's fine. But we spend 60 million. Ooh. Yeah. We've got to keep the small crabs small. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, um, but what did you make of this, um, Harry? I mean, it was a brilliant goal as well. I, I haven't mentioned. Brilliant header from Robertson as well. Um, yeah, and um, you know, at that point when you one nil down, I think, oh, you know, that's it. Um, but you know, w- well in for the lads because they just didn't give up. And that, that's the thing that we've had this, especially the second half of this season, is we've just had so much fight in it. The game's never lost, um, except against Man City. Um, but yeah, brilliant, brilliant all round. Yeah, I agree. Um... Yeah, I, I think it's because, like you said, Liverpool are at the beaches. Um, have they won a game since they've won the league? Um, I I, have. I'd have to check that. Um, oh, wait, uh, Brighton. They beat Brighton. Oh, yeah, they did. Uh, Villa and Brighton. One, but, you know, they should be beating Villa and Brighton. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, they've, they've cocked up um, for themselves, getting the record points tally. Yeah. I think... This was the best chance to have done it for any time. Oh, yeah, easily. Because next season, you know, um, the likes of Chelsea, you know, if Man United spend well, they could be up there. Um, depending on what City are allowed to do in the transfer market, they could be up there. Um, you know, so a lot of the big clubs will be pushing up again. So, yeah, this was easily the best chance that they would have had. Oh, well. Mm. I can't get that. Well, uh, what was that? Well, they can't get the record goals tally either. No. Um, 105. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's mainly been a defensive marvel once that's won yeah. the league, to be honest with you. you know, but scraping out their 1 0 wins, which is what you need to do. You know, I won't, I won't begrudge anyone for getting a 1 0 win. Yeah, but they haven't got the best defence in Premier League history either. No, yeah. um, what did you make of the um, penalty shout as well for Liverpool? Um, Goodmanson on Robertson. Mm, don't think that was much. Eh? No, he got the ball. You know, 
yes, Robertson went down, but he got the ball. I, I was, nah, not not for me. Um, and yeah, um, right. I mean, we'll go to a a little bit less positive from one of us. Um, go on. I'm sure you have a lot to say about Sheffield United no. three Chelsea nil. So yeah, go on. I'll I'll just leave you to it. It was one of these games where our attack couldn't muster enough to beat the goalkeeper, who's probably the goalkeeper of the season, in my opinion, or at least you know he's up there. And then our defence is clearly an issue, and I don't know why we haven't signed anyone yet, or even been. I seem we've been linked with Chilwell, but I don't think that's going to sort anything. Just I don't. I don't even want to look at how many attempts they had because we dominated the the attacks and just kept. Getting caught on the counter because Alonso fucking fails to track back. Alonso wasn't even playing, were he? Well, someone, our fullbacks don't track back. Although, oh no, he came on at half time, my mistake. Yeah, he just doesn't. And then Kepa can be a liability at times. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people were blaming him for the first goal, which I think is probably a little bit harsh. I mean, Mount should have just cleared it. What are you doing dribbling in your own box? Um, but, you know, the second goal, you know, that is. Like, you know, it's just a £72 million goalkeeper should not be rooted on his line like that. Like he, I mean, Alisson can be a little bit flappy at times, but at least he comes out for, like, Kepler's just rooted on his line. You know, McBurnett should not be winning a header, you know, inside the six-yard box. No, there's a lot of flaws in this game because sometimes he does put out these amazing saves and then there's games like that. Yeah, but if you want to be, you know, title contender, which is, you know, where Chelsea should be with the money that you're spending, you know, if you want to be title contenders, you know, you can't have a keeper who has one good game every three games, you know. No. You've got to have a solid goalkeeper because he's your last line of defence, you know. If any other um, position on the pitch makes a mistake, you know, it's not... It, it's not necessarily that bad. But if a keeper makes a mistake, it's a goal. Simple as. Yep. Yeah. Well, hopefully it doesn't come, become a case next season where Werner has to help us essentially outscore our opponent because our defence is just fucking shocking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that's what, this is what I've been saying, you know. It's all right signing Werner. It's all right signing Ziyech. But they're not going to do anything if you're still playing with... You know, Aspilicueta and Alonso and Christensen and Rudiger. You know, Ziyech and Werner ain't going to do all. And, you know, you've been linked with Kai Havertz as well. Like, what's Kai, ha- Kai Havertz ain't going to sort out a shite. Def- well, hopefully we're going to get rid of Deadwood. That will fund a defence. Yeah, I mean... And that players who are domestic, so they're going to cost more. Mm. But we have been linked with um, Alexandra. Yeah. Um, who, he's a good left-back. But again, do you really trust Alexandro to sort out that mess? Not on his own, no. Exactly. You need a centre-half and you need a keeper. I don't think we're buying out a keeper. I really don't. In the mind of the Chelsea board is, we'll only sell a player if he'll make us profit. Which, I mean, I can understand that, Mike. But even if Kepper had the season of his life next season, he's still not going to sell for a profit. He's the most expensive keeper in the world. I think, I think yeah, that's why I think we're going to have to be stuck with kind of shot ourselves in the foot with that. Yeah, well, he was a panic buyer, wasn't he, on deadline day? Yeah, because fucking, what's his face? Um, Courtois couldn't, didn't know where he was going to go. Yeah. Fucking leave. Why would you leave it to the last day? Exactly, it, yeah. 
And it wasn't like a case with De Gea where he always knew he wanted to go, but the clubs were a mess. You know, and they couldn't sort it. Um, you know, waiting to the last day, you know. If he had all about him, he'd have made a documentary about whether he was going to stay or leave. Yeah. Like Griezmann did. No way. Yeah, have you not seen that documentary? No. Yeah. He, he did a documentary just before his last season at Athletic saying, you know, it was like a three-part documentary or something about whether he was going to stay and sign a new contract at Atletico or leave and go to Barcelona. And at the end, it was revealed, yeah, I've signed a new contract. And then next season, he left to go to Barcelona. Right. Uh, that's trouble football. There's a bit of drama. I'm surprised Tarantino didn't get on that. Yeah, I know. Too busy having a dig at the Marvel films. Is that what he's doing now? Oh, was it was it was it Tarantino or Scorsese? I can't remember. No, I thought he did um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That was his last film. Yeah. No, I'm saying I can't remember whether it was Tarantino or Scorsese who basically said Marvel films. It might have been because Scorsese. Was it on Twitter? Yeah, it was Scorsese. My mistake. Okay. Um. Anyway, we'll move on to um. Brighton and City. I mean, there's not much to talk about, really. It was just a dominant City performance. Yeah. Um, Brighton are safe. In it. Yeah, they're safe, so it doesn't really matter. But it's a good job because they were utter shit in, the, in this game. Yeah. Um, City just... Since Liverpool have won the league, they are really trying to get themselves into this riot mood where the game's not over until that whistle's blown. Yeah. Which really? you can't blame them, to be fair. So, I think that's just their way of saying, watch out for us. Next. And I still don't think it's been, you know, a disastrous season, you know. I mean, they won the League Cup, you know. It looks like they're probably going to win the FA Cup. If oh, they win the last two games, that's 81 points, which some seasons is enough to win the league, you know. And who knows what's going to happen in the Champions So, it's not been disastrous, um, but, you know... <laughs> There's still people saying, "Oh, it's awful season." You know, it's it's not it's not awful. It's bad by recent. They didn't get a hundred points or ninety eight points, but it's not awful. They just need to cut out some of the silly mistakes. Yeah, I think they need if they're going to make any recruitments, it has to be the thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, they never really replaced company. Um, I mean, for some reason they signed a right back when they still had Kyle Walker, who was fine enough. Um, but they were still relying on playing Otamendi and Fernandinho at centre half with Benjamin Mendy or Zinchenko at left back. Their best fullback are probably well Korov and Zabalau. Mm. They need they need an attacking one and one that's gonna sit back and just be a bully. Yeah, and I mean Cancelo could do that. You know, he did that at Juventus with Alexandro sort of sitting back and making a back three um, whilst Cancelo pushed forward and almost acted like a winger. Um, but, you know, they've got Benjamin Mendy on the other side, so he's not exactly a proto-centre-half. Mm. Um, but, you know, who knows what's going to happen in terms of recruitments because of the whole FFP thing. We might not be able to bring anyone in. Um, obviously, they haven't been transfer-banned, but they, prob- they probably won't be able to bring anyone in without incurring the wrath of FFP. You know, they can't be accused of FFP and then spend 100 million in transfer window. Yeah. Do you think they'll sell anyone? Um, well, David Silver's off, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I won't be surprised if, you know, the likes of um, Zach Steffen, you know, um, Angelino, Philip Sandler, you know, um, if they just have a clear out of Deadwood. Um, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, it's just that defence, you know. It's just not good enough. Like, it's... Yeah. Well, he played. He's played last couple of games, hasn't he, Garcia? Yeah, but it's not like they're playing any chance. Yeah. Liverpool was a fucking breeze. Yeah. Right, what's the next game? Right, um, Wolves spanking Everton. Um, I mean, again, this is what I've been saying about that Everton um, midfield. I mean, you know, I like that Ancelotti's trying something. I mean, he's nothing to play for, so he might as well, uh, you know, trying. For some reason, he played Dinier as a centre half and Leighton Baines out wide when surely it should have been the other way around. Um, so I like how he's trying to, um, which didn't work out really. It's because the players don't give a fuck. There's nothing to play for. Yeah, no. Wolves have got top four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, Wolves have sort of switched from a three-five-two to sort of a three-four-three. Three. They're going a lot more offensive. Um, Daniel Pordance has been brought into the side, and I'm a big fan of him. Um, and yeah, it was just domination, really. To be honest with you, I mean, Everton barely had a chance. And I mean, Wolves, you know, top four is a step too far now. I think sixth is the best they can finish, realistically, um, after the draw with Burnley. But, you know, it's still been a good season and they still could get Champions League, um, you know, through the Europa League. Oh, yeah, that was Stonewall. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, there's not much to say, really. Um, um, anyway, um, I mean, just go thick and fast. Um, we'll go on to Villa and Palace. I mean, Palace were just awful. They were on the beach and it was clear to see. But, and Villa, who were actually fighting, punished it. Yeah, yeah, that's probably to be expected at this stage. But again, too little, too late, uh, Villa, I feel. Um, yeah, it probably is. I mean, if Watford win against West Ham. Um, then they've got a massive opportunity on the last day of the season, Villa, against West Ham. Um, mm-hmm. they, they have they have to get something against Arsenal and beat West Ham to have a chance of staying up. Um, and they could beat West Ham. If it comes out of the last day, I think they could beat West Ham. But getting something against Arsenal is going to be really tricky. They're in flying form at the moment. Well, Villa have got Arsenal. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Arsenal are flying. I, I don't know what's going to happen because if... Villa lose, West Ham only get a draw. All done. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there much else to delve into for this game? Uh, not really, to be honest. I mean, Grealish did a funny dive. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not too much to say, to be honest with you. Um, Villa just punishing Palace. Um, and Zaha probably will still be there next season because I can't see any big clubs wanting him. Well, I remember Liverpool... Uh, Liverpool. Spurs tabled a forty million bid. Yeah, I mean, you know, they were stupid not to take a bid um, at the window last season. They were stupid because there were talks of you know, like you said, forty, fifty, sixty million. What Palace could do with sixty million, they could you know improve the entire squad. Um, and you know, he hasn't played well this, and now they'd be lucky to get thirty for it. And Spurs aren't going to look because you know they're just going to move on and get other targets. I mean, they've already gone and got Bergwijn for half the price. Wait, is this? Is this Zaha or Grealish? Oh, I'm on about Zaha. Oh, right. 
Well, no, Everton who tabled a 30 million bid for him, and then they said no, and then they went and got Iwobi, more and his shit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously Iwobi didn't work out, um, but you know, Zaha, like, you know, other clubs aren't going to want to pay the money that Palace are wanting for him, because they just go abroad and get someone for cheaper. Like, they were stupid not to sell him Palace, because mm. he will be there next season. Do you think he wants to stay, or do you think... No, I think he. I think he wants to move. I mean, he made that clear in the summer that he wanted to leave, um, and yeah, I mean, he just looks like his art's not been at Palace this season. He's played pretty badly. It doesn't help him at all. Yeah, obviously. Um, but you know, I just think he's not been enjoying himself, and that's why he's not been playing bad. Why he's not been playing good. Yeah. I don't think it's a case of him intentionally downing. I just think it's a, more of a subconscious thing. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um. Anyway, we've still got loads of games to get through. Uh, we've got we've got North London derby now. Um, Spurs picking up a vital three points. Um, I think if Arsenal had won here, I think that would have basically got them Europe. Um, but Spurs winning here was massive. This has to be the shittest derby in terms of the positions of the team for a while. Uh, I don't know. Um, Blackpool and Fleetwood would like to have a word. Um, no, I mean North London. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, um, I mean, mid-table. Arsenal are mid-table. Yep, they're there. They need a new board. Yeah. Well, I mean, you say they need a new board. They spent almost 100 million. Yeah, but um, the players they recruited, they had 100 million and spent 72 on one player. Yeah, but that's not the board's fault. That's, a sc- that's the scouting team's fault. The board made the decisions from them. Well, yeah, but, you know, the scouts are the ones who say, you know, Go for so and so, go for so and so, go for so and so, you know, like. And they got that Saliba who's doing shit and like. Well, he struggled with injuries, hasn't he? Saliba. Yeah, a little bit, but uh, Saint Etienne, I think they finished. He definitely finished bottom half. But he hasn't been playing. I think he's only played like 10 games or something like that for him. Played 17 times. Yeah, so he's not been a regular starter. No. Saint Etienne. Uh, I mean, they got to the French Cup final, to be fair. Uh. Yeah, I guess. Isn't that still yet to be played? Yeah, because... Um, he finished 17th, so literally above relegation. Yeah, I mean, they do need to sort out that defence. Um, I mean, a 19-year-old kid isn't going to be the answer. Yeah, but all the all the Arsenal fans don't know better. This guy is apparently the next uh, Maldini. He's the next Marcel Desailly. Anyway, onto the game. I don't know, I just feel a bit... I don't feel it meant much. No, it's a bit flat, really. Do you think we'll be uh, rebranding a new top six in the next five years? Um, Maybe not the next five, but probably the next ten. Because, I mean, if you look at the Premier League from ten years ago, it's so much different. Like, yeah. Like, you had Bolton qualifying for Europe. So, you know, like, it's football changes so much. Like, I mean, Leicester have become regular top fours, top four, and also won the league. So, I think... They're definitely in with a claim above Spurs, per se, or Arsenal. But the actual game, anything to... Um, Not really, to be honest with you. I mean, I like Arsenal going five at the back. I think that really suits them. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not really that much to go in, there, to be honest with you. Should we move on to the next match? Yeah, yeah, we can do. Um, Bournemouth, you know, spanking Leicester. And Leicester went 1-0 up as well. Um. And, you, you know, 
It's embarrassing having Dominic Solanke score not only one past you, but you put two past less. Yep, he Dominic sc- Solanke. He hadn't scored in the previous 39 games. Exactly, that's a joke. He cost... I'm sorry. He still, he still doesn't make up for the fact that he cost 20 million. I think it all went downhill when they conceded that equaliser and Sionchu had an absolute manic moment. Yeah. I mean... People talk about Soyuncu as if he's, you know, uh, the best centre-back besides Van Dijk and Laporte in the league. No, he's not. He had a good first five games, but is he any better Is he any better than... Go on, sorry. Absolute shithouse, Charlie. Unnecessary. Yeah, of course it was. And not a shithouse in the good way, like us. Um, but yeah, it was completely unnecessary. Um, and yeah, it was just stupid. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, you know... He's no better, you know, people talk about him as if he's a top centre-back. He's not. He's no better than someone like a um, a Conor Cody, James Tarkovsky. You know, he's no better than any of them. You know, but people talk about him as if he is. You know, he's not even the best centre-half at Leicester. No. <laughs> I don't know, like, Leicester put their foot off the pedal um, from their game the other day. Either it was last night or the night before. They don't, they don't. I think they've got it in their head that they've wrapped up top four. Mm. And they're just waiting on United to just slip up. Well, I think it's just the players are tired, you know. Which, you know, if they get... Whether it's Champions League or Europa League, they're going to be a lot more tired next season. Um, yeah, which is understandable why you need the five subs. Uh, Well, I, I, I don't agree with the five subs, personally. What? I think... Why the big clubs are going to be playing more games than Burnley? Well, yeah, yeah, but it, it's never been an issue in the past. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we're not rushing into the next season like we have now. We've just had three months off. Yeah, and then you're playing again, and then you got to do thirty-eight games. I'm sorry, the, the players have had three months off. That's like double what like a normal preseason. It's not like they went. It's not like they were able to go to like I don't know, like. Hawaii and all that, they had to stay in their houses and then they couldn't even warm up because gyms were closed. No, but they were still doing training sessions and stuff. I'm like, you know, are you telling me that multi-millionaire footballers don't have, you know, at least summer in their house? Of course they all do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they exactly. didn't it's, it's not break. like they sat on their ass, you know, eat, just eating shit for three months and watching Netflix. They're going to be doing shit, keeping fit. No, I don't agree with it. It's just, you know, another thing... For the big clubs, you know, are you telling me that it helps Burnley just as much as it helps Man City? Yeah, you got a smaller squad, so you're going to be inflicted more. Yep, no, because we we don't have any exactly. We have a small squad. We don't have anyone to bring on. Whereas Man City, you know, their bench will be playing. 50. Their bench beats most of the bottom half's first team. Yeah, but you're you're not going to be playing 50, 60 games and an international. Break. There's no international break. Yeah, England versus Wales has been announced. Yeah, they're playing one friendly before the season. Is it before the season? Yeah. Yeah. yeah or it's like one week into the season or something like that. Wait, when is it? Uh, it's like, is it 1st of October or something like that? Yeah, well, the season starts 11th of September. Oh, all right. So it's, you know, two weeks. Yeah, they don't get a break. Yeah, one game. Yeah, but yeah. Are you it's... telling me professional footballers can't play twice in a week? Can't what? Can't play twice in a week. No, I'm not saying. Well, not at that kind of level. Yeah, in the championship. It's just a lot of rubbish, man, honestly. Like, it's just another thing to help the big clubs. 
you're not going to be playing like fucking Bayern on the Tuesday and then, I don't know, Arsenal on the weekend. Well, you know, okay, say that does happen. Bayern on the Tuesday and then Arsenal on a Saturday. You know, the five days between that, you know. Yeah, but those are two high-intensity games. Yeah, well, people play in the Premier League on a Monday, on a Monday, on a Monday, and then on a Friday. So, you know. Yeah, but you're not playing a Bayern and an Arsenal. Well, that, that's just how the fixture list works, you know. Are you saying we should just pick and choose the fixture list? No, 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 no. Exactly, you know. The fixture list is cruel. Deal with it. It's a fucking random draw. So when all your players get injured and because of, like, you haven't been able to do an extra two subs, you're fucked. Well, yeah. We're, we're fucked anyway. Man City. Man City have the likes of, you know, Sterling and Bernardo Silva and Jesus and Gundogan. All of them to bring on, you know. Who do we have? Fucking Robbie Brady. Yeah, but it's better than, it's better than, not, than not having Robbie Brady because he has to play. Because your left mid's injured. Well, no, because fo- footballers can play twice in a week. Yeah, but there's international breaks, there's European competition. There's one game. There's one international game, Harry. Yeah, for the moment. I expect there'll be more, like, in the lead-up to the World Cup. Yeah, OK, there's, there's international breaks then. You know, you're saying international breaks normally aren't right. You know, it's not like you have to play for England... You know, and then two days later, you have to play for your club. I'm only saying it's an international break for a reason because it's a break from club football. You know, I'm just saying just for this season that well, the next season, and then well, it's, it's here to stay, it's here permanently. They've kept it. Why are we constantly going to be behind schedule? No, they've just kept five subs permanent, it's permanent change. Is that all across the board? Well, for the Premier League, I'm not sure about the EFL. Well, if it is for the championship and all that, then I don't really see what the complaints are. Well, you know, because it, it helps the big clubs. You know, in the championship, it'll still help the big clubs. It'll help Leeds a lot more than it will Barnsley. You've got less chance of a player getting tired. Well, players shouldn't be getting tired playing twice in a week. I'm sorry, that's just, you know. Well, even though you're playing Bayern and Arsenal, for example. Yeah, two games in a week. I mean, it's not like you're doing a Sunday league football match, is it? Well, you know, like, you're asking them to play for three hours in a week. Yeah, that's a lot of time. And it's not like they're walking, is it? Yeah, I'm not they're saying trapped. it is. But professional footballers should be able to play professional football twice in a week. Yeah, but then you've got training, then you've got travelling. Oh, training. Oh, yeah, that'll really knack a players, won't it, training? It's, you know, players get injured in training. Yeah. Well, players get injured walking across the street, you know. Well, I don't recall the last time that happened, but... Well, you can get injured doing whatever. That's what I'm saying. Bean. It's just a lot of rubbish. It's just another thing to help the big club. Get a better academy. We have a good academy. But it's still, you know, you're telling me a a player from our under-23s is as good as Gabriel Jesus or Raheem Sterling or Bernardo Silva. What are you on about? Because Foden came through their academy. Eric Garcia came through their academy. All right, keep going. Well, I'm not, like, exactly, yeah, exactly. Like Chelsea, okay, look so we at, got... Look at Man City's bench. Look at Man City's bench. There'll, there'll be hundreds of million pounds worth on there. Yeah, but they're losing David Silva. Okay, one player. That's a big player. It's also one player. Oh, and Okay, two players. 
Well, well, they... you know, they'll just they'll just buy replacements. Well, they shouldn't do when you just got let off the hook for FFP. Yeah, but they're gonna. You know they're gonna. Didn't that Zinchenko come through their academy? I don't think he came through Man City academy. I think he was bought from somewhere. I think he was bought from like a German club, if I remember rightly. Oh no, he was bought from Uffa, and then they went through their academy. They bought him for 1.7 million. Uh, what about um, what's his face, Angelino? He did, and then they sold him and then bought him back. Yeah. Does that count? Well, I wouldn't say so. Murich. Who? The, you, do you remember the Kozovan keeper that they had when um, Bravo at, was injured and uh, Edison had the red card? I swear he left, didn't they? No, he's there. Because they've got Scott Carson. No. What? What? they got Scott Carson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah but I'm just looking at the team. They they haven't got any bigger of a team than you. Rubbish. Rubbish. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it. All right, in terms of numbers. In terms of physical numbers, yeah, but, yeah. You know, look at our bench. Look at Man City's bench. Man City's bench is far better. That's the point. I'm. Saying. It helps Man City more than it helps Burnley. What about Chelsea and Liverpool? They they use their academy. Yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not on about fucking academy. I'm just saying, you know. But we use our academy, lads. We're not going out and buying people. Well, no, no. Yeah, right. But you know, I'm not on about the academy. I'm just saying. That you have far better benches, so it helps you better. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but we've got academy lads. I don't see how that's any worse than you using academy lads. Because your academy lads are obviously fucking better, aren't they? Because you're fucking Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, but you go on about this um, Swedish lad. Oh, yeah, big bongo from the Congo. But bongo from the Congo is not exactly fucking Tammy Abraham. Well, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not saying. Yeah, he, got released, he got released from Hellas Verona. Yeah, they used to have a good squad. Yeah, used to. Wait, how old is he? He's, like, 20, I think. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, we have Billy Gilmore. Right. Yes, you do. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, isn't that the same as having that bongo guy? Like, McNeil came through your academy, and he's he's insane. Yeah, but, you know. And so did, didn't Tarkovsky? No, he didn't. Where did he come from? Brentford. Bought him for one and a half mil. From who? Brentford. Oh. I had Cheltenham. We got Pope and Goodmanson from Charlton. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'd be aware of that. Would got Benley from Man City on a free. Um, got Ashley Barnes for 600k from Brighton. Yeah, Ashley Barnes is a good scorer. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm literally just going through squadding me. Anyway, I've got working about... I need to set off for working about half an hour, so we should probably press okay. forward anyway. Um, what were we on? Um, we were on Man Southampton, right? Yeah. How funny was that? Ninety-seventh minute winner. <laughs> yeah, an academy lad, Michael Buffemi. Is he an academy lad? Yep. Uh, see, see. All right, so they've got one. Most of their team is their academy. Saints literally are like the Ajax of the of England. Yeah, except without the 1970s dominance. I don't know what you... Well, they won the they won the FA Cup in 1974. Yeah, but it's not exactly the European Cup, is it? No. But anyway, like I said, it's another performance from Man U where they played the same team. Um, and I mean, obviously, you know, a draw was probably a fair result. Um, Jesus Christ, they've got a massive squad, United. Yeah. Have a go at them. Well, all right, yeah, I'm just having a go at big clubs in general. I was just using City as an example. Right. Uh, just trying to get the stats up. 
Yeah, Armstrong's got a really good goal. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Rashford, was he, did he not make McCarthy? Was that? Yeah, I mean, you know, as a goalkeeper, that's the worst thing you can do is let the ball go through. Um, Martial did. Martial was pretty good in this game. I thought it was man of the match. Yeah. Yeah, it was my man of the match as well. He's really um, stepped up his game um, post-lockdown as Martial. He's, he's really uh, played well. I think he sort of found his... Yeah, he's, he's been really good these past few games, Martial. There was a bit where he just absolutely demolished the team with his skill and then just fires it over the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Then, Sorry. Uh, well, I was just going to go into the corner. Ah, uh, yeah. Go on, then. Well, apparently, um, Hassan Hootle told... Obafemi to get to the back post. Yeah. Um, and then, was it Bednarek who won the first header? Uh, Letizia said isn't common for Saints because mm. they've got a smaller team. And then Obafemi just slots in another goal. Yeah, I mean, who who does zonal marking in the Premier League from corners? That is just so stupid. Like, you know, it's a corner. Why would you do zonal marking? Because Solskjaer is the tactical genius. I mean, you know, it's just fucking stupid. Because then you end up with situations where, you know, Maguire is marking Wan-Bissaka. Well, it worked until the very, very final kick of the game. Mm. Yeah, but, you know, if end result was a draw. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I know that we like to bring out stats. Oh, they had so, and so many shots on target. They had this amount of possession. There's only one stat that matters. That's the scoreline. Yep. That was only Obafemi's third goal mm. of the season, which just shows the disparity between Ings and the next striker. Yeah, that he's their second top-scoring striker of three. Che Adams got one. Shocking. Which, for, you know, how much was it? Was it, like, 80? I think it was just... I think it was 20 million dead on. Somewhat like that. Uh, shocking. Well, another Birmingham lad might be moving on. Yeah, Jude Bellingham. Um, I mean, from what I've seen, um, but a, a lot of um, Birmingham fans that I've, that I've talked to have said, you know, yeah, he's good, but he's not that good. Um, I think know. it's because of his age that the price gets jacked up. Yeah, and, and the... Well, yeah. But, you know, I'm sure City fans were saying that about Sancho when he went to Dortmund. Who knows? Dortmund have a rich history of... Developing youngsters, so, you know, he'll probably end up at Bayern Munich, Will Bellingham. That means saying Birmingham to Bavaria. Well, wasn't there a player who played for, like, I think it was Wolfsburg, who also played for, like, Stevenage? I could be wrong. Oh, um, no, you mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Schalke, um, did you hear about, um, Matondo? Was he the one who, um, put on the Dortmund? Yeah, with Sancho on the back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, you know, they're at yeah, I mean, you know, it was blown out of proportion by the media. I, you know, from what I've seen, Schalke fans didn't really care. Um, but it was fucking stupid. I mean, come on, you know, mm. like, I mean, you know, um, I'm sure, you know, Juan Mata and David Silva are friends, but they won't swap shirts. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I, you know, I, I get that he's your mate and all, and Schalke fans don't really matter. Um, but still, it was a bit daft. Was it definitely Steven in? Mm, might not have been. I don't know. I know it was some League Two club, and for some reason I had Stevenage in my head. Yes, it was um, Kaelin Hinn. Who oh, yeah. Played for Wolfsburg and Stevenage. Yeah, Kaelin Hinn. Anyway, um, I mean, 
a more positive. We'll move on to a more positive result. Um, I mean, you know. Well, you yes, said that the game was shite. Yeah, it was. It was god-awful for a neutral. But, you know, you did what you had to do. You grinded out the win. Ground? Grinded. Ground. You ground out the win. Yeah. Um, uh, we, t- we dominated the game so brilliantly. They were practically just on defence mode the entire match. They weren't causing any means of an attack. And we only won one nil. Shocking. Yeah. Um. I mean, you know, I, I don't. I don't really know why. To be honest with you, I mean, you just weren't as clinical as you probably should have been. I mean, you know, Giroud getting goal. I'm a big even still. You know, at 33. You know, I still think you know he offers something different. Um. And I rate Giroud. I don't, I don't think Arsenal should have let him go. Um. But him and William were the two who I thought. Missed probably the most chances that they should have put away. On another day, it would have been four or five nil. You know, Norwich posed no threat. Um, but yeah, it was it was, it was poor. You, you should have won that by more. Because at the end of the day, you know, with the top four being as tight as it is, it couldn't it could there it could end up being the difference. You know, those two or three goals between Champions League and Europa. Yeah, hopefully it won't. Oh yeah, there's another lad in Germany from Chelsea, Clinton Mola. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you'll know more about him than me, to be honest with you, Harry. Well, Rhys Nielsen was over there, wasn't he? He was um, with Hoffenheim. He was at Hoffenheim, yeah. Yep, yeah, really good season over there. Um, and he scored his first goal. Was it last night? Was it... Uh, it was night before, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh no, he scored against Liverpool. And in in thingy. And thingy from West Ham, he's in Bundesliga, isn't he? That centre half. Oh, uh, Reese Oxford. Yes, is that Munch and Gladbach? Reece and um, what's his name? That Everton fullback. Oh, John Joe Kenny. That's his name. Yeah. He's at Schalke. And isn't there someone on loan as well at Leipzig? We on about Lookman? They bought him. Oh, did they buy him? Right. All right. <laughs> um, going way off topic again. Uh, so yeah, we just finished. That, that, that's what the people enjoy. People, uh, right? I mean, what's that? Oh, go on. Uh, we've probably got time for about one or two at the most before I have to head off. Um, oh. So go on. We'll talk about the Burnley game. Um, yeah, just another instance of us, you know, what having God injuries. You know, having injuries and fighting through them to the last. You know, I mean, oh God, Chris, like. He was an absolute donkey. And then he had the absolute bottle to, after missing from two yards out, he had the bottle to put a penalty top bit. I mean, you know, that is absolute. Um, I think Goodmanson really made a difference for the hour that he played. Um, he was really good. J-Rod came off with an injury as well. Um, but thankfully, that was just a precaution, it looks like. Um, but Wolves were the better side. Don't get me wrong. They probably did deserve the win. Um, but, you know, it was a penalty in my eyes. It was handball. Um, yeah, we're just, again showing the resilience to still remain in games to the last second. Um, and, yeah, another another draw, which means that we've won in 14. One loss in 14. Like, that is mad. If you'd have told me that on New Year's Day when we lost 2-1 to Aston Villa at home, and we were in the bottom three. 
that we'd go on to lose one in the next 14. That's mad. What were your thoughts on it, though? What, do you think it were a penalty? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I've seen... You some can't people... get over the goal from him, and Oh, yeah. Beautiful volley. No. I mean, you, you don't mind conceding to a goal like that because that is just class. There's no way that... Like, that is just... Oh, crisply hit. What a player, him. Yeah. I mean... You know, the likes of Danny and Jamie Vardy obviously getting the plaudits, but Jimenez, you know, sort of gone under the radar a little bit. He's a really good forward. Yeah, he's, you know, probably, if you had to narrow it down as to why Wolves are up there, he'd be the reason. Mm. The, the partnership between Traore and has been really good. Um, you know, Traore, with his end product, um, has really improved. Um, I mean, the fact that Wolves set up really offensively as well, um, you know, playing Traore as a wing back, um, you know, with, along with two wingers and a forward, like, you know, they really went for it, Wolves, um, and they did play well. The wind probably did have a bit of an effect, so they couldn't ping passes like the. Um, but it was a really good performance. I wouldn't be disheartened if I was a Wolves fan. Um, obviously, I'd be a bit disappointed because you didn't get the win, but it was a really good performance. Um, and I'd be optimistic about the chances in the Europa League, to be honest. Like, I think they, they do have a decent chance of going on and winning it. Have you seen who they've got to conquer? Uh, was Olympiacos, who they've got the away goals advantage. Yeah. Um, and then, who is it? Sevilla and Roma in the next yeah. one. Yeah. Go Sevilla. Then they've yeah. got to beat United. Then they've got to beat probably Inter. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's doable. It's definitely doable. Um, I mean, you know, going back to... Just going back to earlier in the season, Wolves drew with Man United in the Cup um, and they drew with them in the league. Um, where's the other one? Oh, no, they played last day, don't they? No, they don't. What am I looking at? Fucking hell. What? Oh, yeah. Man U and Wolves drew twice in the league and they drew in the Cup. So Wolves could easily beat them in a one-off game. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, uh... Yeah, because it's not, it's not two-legged. If it was two-legged, you know... I wouldn't, well, not that I'd write them off, but I wouldn't, you know, back them to win it. But, you know, in a single elimination tournament, I don't could happen. So you think they're going to do better than what Fulham did? Um. So I remember Fulham being the shock finalist. Yeah. Martin Yeo in charge. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I think they will, but they definitely could. 100%. I can definitely, I can see them winning it, you know. It's not out of the realm of possibility, you know. Um, what's the next game we're going to delve into? Uh, go on, we'll go to... Um, go on, we'll go, we'll go to Man City. Um, yeah, again, Bournemouth actually showing a little bit of fight. I mean, it was too little too late in both the game and the... Um, but they actually showed a bit. Which, you know, it's got to be frustrating as a Bournemouth, seeing that, you know, your players actually try against Man City. But they absolutely bottle it against Newcastle when they looked absolutely yeah. awful. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I want Bournemouth to stay up because they're obviously South Coast, but um, I just don't see. No, um, I think Bournemouth, you know, wasting too much money has caught up with them. You know, um, you know, spending twenty million on Jordan Ibe, spending twenty million on Dominic Solanke. You know. Dominic Solanke and Danny Ings cost us... <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you know, spending so much money on, you know, I don't know, like, Brooks, you know, Lloyd Kelly, you know, 
signings that just haven't worked out. Dan Begovic, another one. Um, what do you mean Begovic? Begovic was good. Oh uh, yeah, but you know, for about a season, and then he buggered off. Is he on Milan now? I think so. He's on loan. So. Yeah. That Dan Juma waste of money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, didn't they sign a lad from Luton? Luton, I believe so. Uh, Jack, I know Jack Stacey, I think. He's... Oh, Jack. Oh, was he from Luton? I believe. I, I wouldn't have been able to tell you him. I will double check. But yeah, they've just they've just wasted too much money on flops. You know, I think they've spent. You know, get in. There. I think they've spent like hundred million net in the past five seasons. Or over 100 million. I think it's like 150, more like. Um, so I feel like that's going to catch up with them in the champion. Let's have a look. Oh, I thought I can get the. How much do you think they spent? Um, if I remember uh, rightly, it's about 150 million in the past five years. Yeah, 133.4 million. Yeah. I mean, you know, that is ridiculous for where they are. Yeah, but this works out at a net spend of 26.7 million per season. Yeah, ex- exactly. You know, a net spend of that. Every season for five seasons, and they're as shit as they are, and they're going down, spending thirty million a season. You know, players like Callum Wilson on six figures. Yeah, that that's insane. They're just wasting money on players that aren't good enough, and that's why they're coming down. It's a shame for us because it's a guaranteed six points. Um, but yeah, they're just, they're just not good enough. You know, they, they can't defend. They've the reliance on one or two players and Fraser's off. You know, the reliant on one or two players. They can't defend, and anyone who thinks Eddie Howe is better than Sean Dyche, grow up. Have you so, seen the net spend for Man City? Yeah, it was like seven hundred million in the past five years, isn't it? Oh, what you on about the gross? What they've spent? The net spend, you know. No, the so, net spend is five hundred and five point. Yeah, they. I swear it was more than that. They're, they spent on players 818.5 million, yeah. 312.9 million. Oh, right. I thought it was 101.1 million a season. For five seasons, yeah. Fuck me. Yeah. And there's us on 26.6. Fuck me. Uh, well, and there's Burnley on 10. Yep, 10.5. Bournemouth spends more than us on average per season. But to be fair, you know. You did have a transfer. Yeah, that's true. And, and you sold Hazard in that season, so it was about yeah. 100 million gain. Yeah. So, I mean, that probably sways it a little bit. In fact, Liverpool spent 18.5 million a season, and they've just become one of the most dominant champs up until they won it. It's insane. Yeah. Well, it just, just, it just goes to show, you know, that... It's all about getting the best out of your players as a manager. You know, if you, you know, the likes of Jordan Henderson, the likes of um, Oxford Chamberlain, um, Salah, uh, Mane, they weren't big signings, um, you know, but he's gotten the best out of them, you know. they got Trent on a free through their academy. He's probably the best right back in the world. Exactly. Insane. Yeah, you know, they got Robertson from Hull, who've just been relegated. <laughs> yeah. Milner on a free. Milner on a free, yeah. I so thought it was dusted when he went. It's about a million. Oh, wrong. But they do have shit players like fucking Lalana. Well, Lalana's off. And Lalana's not shit. He's just been unlucky with injury. He's still a good player. He was good at Saints. He's alright. It's not the quality of, you know, like a Keita or a Wijnaldum. I just realised you can do a Moki. You know what? You know what? 
I just realised you can do emoji. <laughs> right, cheers, cheers, Harry. <laughs> I, I think that's a good place to end it, really. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I've got fuck all time, basically. I mean, we'll cover the rest of the games next, including the shock result of um, Arsenal beating Liverpool. We'll cover all that next episode. Um, but anyway, Harry, what have you got to plug? Oh, I'll plug my Twitter um, at Hazard Chelsea FC. Yeah, uh, I'll plug mine as well at IWGP Chris BFC, and you can follow the podcast at Anti Football Pod. Uh, yeah, that's it. I've got to fuck off, um, and I'll see you lot later.